Hey there, voice teacher. Today on the Full Voice Podcast, podcast number 45, my special guests are children's music composer Donna Rodenizer and her talented partner Andy Dunker. Together, they are the Juno-nominated children's duo Donna and Andy. Now, many private teachers are very familiar with Donna's music. Donna is a music education specialist from Nova Scotia. And Andy is a talented musician, composer, singer, dancer, and performer. Now, Donna is famous for her songs like Computer Cat, 40 Little Birdies, and I Need a Home for My Dinosaur, just the beginning of the list. And her music is definitely a big part in my teaching studio because my kids and their parents love her witty and catchy and melodic music. Now, not only did I get to sit down and chat with Donna and Andy, I was also fortunate to see them perform at a local elementary school. They were incredible. From the moment the kids entered the gym, they had them clapping, singing, playing instruments, and laughing. And I am so excited to introduce you to Donna and Andy on the Full Voice Podcast. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. So welcome to my living room, dining room. Uh, This is actually really special because usually I have Skype interviews with my long distance uh, guests, but... It was so important that you were on the podcast that you drove all the way from Nova Scotia <laughs> this morning this morning <laughs> to uh, to be here. No, um, ladies and gentlemen, I have uh, Donna Rodenizer and Andy Dunker in my house. Um, welcome, welcome Thank to you. Uh, Thank you. to Hamilton, and welcome to Ontario, uh, weary travelers. So you're both on a tour right now. Yeah, and you drove through. How many weather systems to get here? <laughs> Seven hours of freezing rain, four hours of snowstorm. Then we were. They were good for a few yeah, days. They were good for a few days. We walked on a beach in the sand <laughs> in our bare feet right. next to a lake that was completely frozen on one day. Yeah. And the next day, 20 centimeters of snow. Oh. <laughs> and, we tried to the, and we tried to leave there to go elsewhere, and the road was closed because of a jackknife. Oh, my goodness. Oh, anyway. Yeah. We've had everything, and now it's spring. Like yeah. I know it's it, well. It was almost Yay. it was thirty degrees yes. yesterday, and yeah. we we're r- all beautiful. running around in in shorts. I know that's our we don't we don't do spring here. It's no. like winter, summer. Now yeah. I have to go shopping though because I I, di- I didn't bring anything for like thirty degrees. You so. know, friends don't let friends tour in Canada in April, right? You know that. <laughs> that's the rule. And you should yeah. know that from being the East Coast. Like you guys yeah. get it the worst. Oh yeah, we get it pretty good. Yeah. You've been performing. You've been doing classroom workshops, teacher workshops. You've worked with elementary kids. You've worked with high school kids. You've been doing composition workshops and movement and... And, uh, and adjudicating. And adjudicating, that's right. And you, performing. So performing, adjudicating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it, it's all in briefcases. My brain is all in briefcases. Wow. And every day we pull out the briefcase for that day and hope we've got the right briefcase. Oh, um, my but, goodness. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's It's... It's very wearying, <laughs> but but it's a lot of fun. It's a oh, lot of fun. that's amazing! Now I I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, 
I was introduced to your music through the Royal Conservatory books, as are a lot of private teachers. I asked um, some of the teachers um, from the voice teachers for young singers if they had any questions for you. Okay. And um, Kristen Coffey Rondeau, who is a good friend of mine as well, she's been a guest on our podcast. She said, no questions. Please just tell her she's a living work of art and my students love everything of hers. And then she has... Uh, heart emojis for you. <laughs> That's lovely. That's so lovely. <laughs> so um, if you didn't know, uh, private teachers everywhere are loving your music. It's just so much fun. And our students are loving it, which is the true test. So Libby asks, where do you come up with all this stuff? Where do you come up with all these ideas? Can my, we start my, there? My, old, my oldest sister tells me I have a warped sense of humor. So okay. <laughs> I, I, apparently that helps maybe um and sometimes I think I I write with um an eight-year-old boy's sort of life attitude in my brain and I have three boys oh um, okay so okay. that's kind of my perspective plus teaching mm. for many decades um over three now you're yeah. in the classrooms I'm now. in the classroom what yeah. grades are you working I with? teach in Nova Scotia it's primary but kindergarten so okay. age five to grade six Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, are you the music teacher? I am the, the oh. elementary school music classroom specialist. How lucky are those kids? It's wonderful. No, how oh. lucky are those kids? Those kids. Well, I'm lucky too, though. It's, yeah. it's Every day I get to go and sing with kids and create with kids and move and we do recorders and handbells and sing and it's, no, it's, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> In the school, yeah. I love um, that. So, I, I don't know. We've, we've talked about some of the things that are in the songs. Some of them are autobiographical. And it's sort of like, I don't know if just weird things happen to me. Mm. Or I think it's one of those things that as, as you sort of journey through life, you keep your eye open and you see the things that, are, that you're looking for that are looking for you. Wow. If you're looking for them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, there's a saying out in the in the music writing world, if you don't write that song, somebody else is going to. So uh. like the, the, the song is there. It's just waiting, waiting to, to be embraced and written and, and you need to do that. And so, you know, everywhere I go, there's a piece of paper somewhere, a pencil, toilet paper rolls, <laughs> um, back of receipts, <laughs> um, my date, my calendar book, sometimes answers, and my checkbook, you know, anything, you know, <laughs> get an idea, start to write it down. I love that. That's a great tip to share with kids yes. that are interested yes. in, uh, in keep, writing. Keep notebooks and keep files. And like, I've got, you know, file drawers. And if, if you're ever going, I, I really want to write something, but I don't know what. You can go back through, and oh, that may and spark something. Spark um, or if somebody asks you to to write a piece for them, and you've got something started, then you can mm. develop that. So yeah, that would be. A, well, you walked into my house with I, a song. I did. Well, I was talking. We were we were talking to to uh, you last night on the phone, and you said you found a baby squirrel. I did, and, in your and driveway, you, and you couldn't and get out to the post office. So the the start of the song is. What do you do with a tiny baby squirrel who's sleeping in the middle of the driveway? And like it goes on, but <gasps> that's incredible. We're not sure how it's going to end yet, but oh, we're that's try to keep it from being dark. Right? Yes. <laughs> I I think that's... know your audience. Know your audience. Right? <laughs> exactly. He's fine, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, He'll be fine. Uh, when did you start writing? How old were you? Oh well, I have in writing a piece that I created with my sister. Two of us, one on each piano, because in my house there was a music room. We mm. had two pianos and an organ and ukuleles and guitars and accordions and <laughs> everything. Um, and so we, we wrote this two piano piece. And I would have been probably 
12. Wow. Um, she was 14. Um, and that's, that's the earliest written piece of music that I know that I wrote. But, I mean, I started piano before I was born. My my mother was a piano teacher, so I have not ever been in existence that I haven't heard piano music and music. I have, you know, two older siblings. Everybody played piano in my family, so. Wow. Anyway, so it's it, it's in there. Do you get inspiration like from the kids that you're working with? Oh, absolutely. Like, do they help you write the songs? Up? Sometimes, yep. yes. Yep. I'll bring them in and say, I'm I'm writing this song. What do you think about this? And and they'll say, Oh yeah, no, we like that. Or no, well, what what about this? Or Whatever. Unfortunately, they get so used to that. Like I've brought in pieces that aren't mine, and then they say, "Why did that person write like oh. that? Why didn't they? Why didn't they do that?" There, I said, "Like I don't know. It's not mine." <laughs> They're little adjudicators yes, in songwriting yes. now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, um, my mother went on vacation. Is one of yes the vacation song. Mm-hmm. Uh, a student came into music class, and they said, "My mother went on vacation, and I don't know when she's coming back." <gasps> and I said, "Just a minute." And I went to my desk and I wrote that down. And then we had our class, and later on, it turned into the vacation song. My mother went on vacation to a warm and sunny land. She went for some relaxation and ended up in the band. She plays like this. She plays like that. She plays like this. I wonder when she's coming back. As as a private teacher, what I love about your music, um, for me, is that it's an introduction into more contemporary styles. And so one of my favorites has always been 40 Little, 40 Little Birdies because it's the blues form, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's such an amazing teaching opportunity to go, hey, this is a pattern and this is how it works. And I love a little bit of scatting in there. A little bit want. of scatting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I said, well, see, I'm a jazz major, right? So it's like this has scatting in it. I would love to know the story behind Forty Little Birdies. So we live in a rural area, the Annapolis Valley of Nova Scotia. Right. And I was driving from point A to point B with my kids in the car, and there were all of these little birds sitting on the telephone wires, and we had a little discussion of whether or not they could hear the phone conversations in their feet, which would also make an interesting (laughs) interesting song. song. Yes. But it's just like, oh, look, there's 40 little birdies sitting on the wire. Well, it's just, it's it's got cadence. It's got got pattern. It's got feel to it. Um, And it, well, it developed from there. Now, I did have a little bit of issue because I tried to rhyme wire. (laughs) And then you've got, you've got higher and choir and wire and then we, I think, oh, flyers. Mm. Fire. Flyer, yeah. yeah. Fire. And fire. Yeah, well, my son... Fire! My, my <laughs> son said that four little birdies sitting on the wire, four little birdies of frizzling and frying, or oh. all of them all on of fire. Them on fire yeah. All of them on I fire or something. Yeah, but again, we didn't we didn't it. Four little birdies sitting on the wire, four little birdies are practicing for choir. Some sing low, beep, beep, beep. Some sing higher. Computer Cat um, mm. is another one that didn't start out in that sort of swing the eights kind mm. of style, but I was having trouble fitting in what I needed lyrically, oh. and all of a sudden I thought, oh, if I go, you know. 
put the swing dun, to it. Dun, 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 dun. There's more room. There's some triplets and there's yeah. there's, there's more room. Oh. That's so that was not originally written. Okay, that. that's so interesting because I, that's what I love about that tune. Again, it's an introduction for the, a lot of the kids for swings. So yeah. I get to have that. You know, we get to play some rhythm games and then dive into that song. Yeah. So besides that, then that one that one is inspired by my son Daniel, who said, "Mom, what would happen if the cat ate the mouse for the computer?" <laughs> I said, "Oh my gosh, that would make a great song." So I wrote that down. And then after that, the other boys would walk around going, "Oh, mom, look, there's a sock on the floor, and it's it's not supposed to be there. Is that a song?" Like, oh my gosh! Like, like they walked around saying things, and then they'd look at me and say, "Is that a song?" Because <laughs> that's one of the only songs that I have a dedication is is for Daniel who asked the question, but nobody else has gotten any credit for anything. So. <laughs> and when we sing in performance, we have done that with a puppet, and I have a, a cable going from its mouth, which I pull on as I'm singing, and he's <laughs> meowing and and whatever. But they're going, "Why is she pulling on that string?" Because because oh, everything is because it's wireless wireless now. now, so the puppet doesn't work. the The lyrics, except for the ram, oh, kind of translate okay. I but, didn't but, even think of that. Yeah, so the puppet. I think because I still have a wire on my on yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. So then you have to explain. To, yeah, in the olden days. In the olden days. I was using my computer the other day. I was using my computer in the usual way, with my hand on the mouse and the mouse on the pad, and something happened. Something that was really bad. So Jill Hudson would like to say, please thank her for I'm Wishing. She loves that tune. So can you tell us a little bit about that one? That's a beautiful tune. I've used it with my soloists, and I've also used it with my small vocal class. Oh, nice. And then the kids get to each have like a little verse, and then they sing together. It works beautifully. I'm Wishing um, has a, a little kernel of Starlight Starbright in mm-hmm. it, which a children's, mm-hmm. children's song. And I just kind of imagined this kid sitting elbows on the windowsill looking up at the sky and and wishing and and then i'm thinking you know what it's it's going to take more than wishing right and we all have a part to play in making those wishes that we have become reality and it's so that one you know shouldn't we have more laughter children playing safely everywhere i mean that's that's as close to my heart my adult heart Mm -hmm. as you know it's it's very serious sentiment in there yeah, and a lot of a lot of teachers in the school system use that at, at Remembrance Day um, as as a piece because it focuses more on peace and what we can do. have Red Castle Publishing. So your music is published through there. Um, You have incredible teacher resources. Like these are 
these are for classroom teachers. Yes. You have partnered your songs with all sorts of learning activities, which is incredible. But you also have the songbooks themselves and you have recordings and you have all of this stuff. So when did you start Red Castle Publishing? Like how long, how long have you guys been putting this stuff out? Well, we've been working together for over 20 years. But prior to that, Donna had started publishing. Um, on, on my own. I had a, a small book that I had published on my own. And then when we started singing together and then we started writing together and then he said, well, I can help with this. And so then, so since between 1996, when we started singing together in 2000, we switched everything over to Red Castle Publishing. But the music that I started, um, I started writing when I, mostly, when I started teaching school. Okay. And I needed songs for my students. And right. actually, I wrote out of fear. Really? Um, yes. I had a principal who was a sports enthusiast <gasps> and mm. was not necessarily terribly supportive of the arts. Mm. And he was scary. And I was in my first year of teaching. And I didn't want to go and ask him for money um, <gasps> to buy music. And so I had some songs that I was writing, but I used my own songs so that I didn't have to go and ask him to for any budget for my music. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then people heard the songs. And they said, well, can I get those? And right. I said, sure, here. And then I tried to get them published by an uh, independent, not me, um, publishing source. And they said, no, that's not mm. right for our company. And then I had a university professor who encouraged me to put them in a collection. And, and so we put together a book. And I think my mother sold the first hundred to like, you know, you're walking down the street and you bump into her. And she'd say, oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to bump into you. And oh, by the way, do you have my daughter's book? She <laughs> writes music. Did you, you know, like, here it is. And like, 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 you know. Um, and so it really started out really focused to just the music teacher. So mm -hmm. it started out song collections, right. just the music. Mm -hmm. And then as I, as I taught, the, the books took the form that they are in that as a music teacher with very little and no money in a music classroom, you want to be able to make copies and hand them out to your mm -hmm. kids in class mm -hmm. and for choir. And so the, the books are set up like that. Right. And then also as a music teacher, I want those songs to leave the four walls of my music room mm -hmm. and go out into the world, please. And so in developing activities that are co-curricular, then the classroom teachers can take, here's the song your kids are learning in my class, oh. and then you can take them and do language arts activities with them and so they can sing and, but oh dear, we can't sing in our classrooms because I'm not a singer. Well, here's the CD and oh. this, this is us singing it and then, well, you can write your own lyrics, that's language arts. Here's a track with the instrumental part only so you can, it, so it so kind of all oozed its way out into into the format that, that it is. So, so, you, so you've been working hard to create just really useful resources so that... That work. That work. In the real world. Yeah. 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 And then it. as we went along, then those got picked up by private voice teachers mm -hmm. and that ended up in the hands of somebody who was a reviewer for RCM. Right. And so then she met us and said, can we use some of your songs in Royal Conservatory? And I said... Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, we're in every continent except the Antarctic. Warmer, well, I don't know why they haven't picked up the penguin songs. Like, yeah, for crying out loud. The yeah. penguin songs, that's right. Yeah, like, why yeah. not? But, why? yeah, I don't know if anybody actually... <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. So, from one self-published person to another, how, how, do, you, how do you feel about uh, self-publishing? Well, I was really bummed out about it at the beginning because mm -hmm. you think, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, get this big publishing contract and right. then I'm just going to send the music and whatever. But 
but as as we've gone on, I mean, Andy's a carpenter by one of his lifetime trades and uh, <laughs> has has a phenomenal eye. And I I do my own typesetting. I do we mm-hmm. do it all. We mm-hmm. we well we don't print it. We send that out. But after a while, you get kind of possessive. Yeah. And we have had somebody say, oh well, we could print these and whatever, and we say, well yeah, but will you use twenty six pound paper? Yes, and we'll exactly. Y- like, like we need the coil bindings because they have to lie flat for mm-hmm. you know on a music stand and all that. And so, um, the control is nice. Yes, knowing what twenty six pound paper is when you really just want to write a song isn't so great. But you know, <laughs> and of course, trying to mail twenty six. Oh yes. So the digital and and all of the stuff that's that's now available. To be able to send something digitally to Australia mm-hmm. makes so much more sense yes. than to ship a yep. book that costs sixty dollars in postage. So right, that's that's lovely. It's coming, and I I think in some ways th- being outside of the box mm. to begin with, mm-hmm. we're not actually constricted by those um, conventions. Those conventions yeah, that uh, that a print publisher is saying, oh well, we can't do this, and well, what do you mean? How are you going to do that sort of thing? Like, yeah. We've yeah. had to think of creative ways to get what we have out there, and and that's not bad experience. You guys are just in the process of of updating websites. And oh. You've got some amazing <laughs> things coming up. I know. Yeah. I know yeah. it's a painful process. I yes. know it's a painful process. But you are in, you're in improving the websites, new websites, to make it more accessible for people yes. to get your information. Yeah. Although we have old websites. Um, those websites load extremely quickly because they do because yeah, there's no it's just bam 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 <laughs> yeah, there's no apps there. there's nothing slowing it down so that's kind of cool it's kind of neat to actually I did notice that I when, when I go to your website it's like bing bing like, there wow. it is yeah it's very Gosh, cool that's awesome but the new ones will have uh, you know a number of additional mechanisms to make it easier to order so all of our all of our just about all of our music is available on registered reproducible masters, so those are nice. available on our website nice. right now. But things will change in the next year or so. Again, that's a little bit out of the box. It's it's mm-hmm. single song downloads. Mm-hmm. Again, we want to be as accessible as possible. It's like I want this song. And but with Donna's music, it's interesting because when somebody orders a single copy uh, of one of the songs, and then you see them come back and they order another one, and then they eventually order the whole book, and then two books because they just want her music. How many songs have you written, approximately? Well, I'm busy putting ISMN numbers on everything because <laughs> the the Library of Canadian whatever it is repository um, wants that recorded. Um, I think I'm over 200, but wow. So a number that's, of those that's are the choral ones that are real. selections as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a whole drawer that aren't real yet, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so some of those are instrumental. We also right. we also write, you know, fiddle tunes and violin pieces and mm. accordion pieces and piano pieces and stuff. So you've just recorded, uh, or sorry, you've just finished a recorder resource yes. as well yeah. for the classroom. Again, that that's just coming out of my teaching experience and what I've used and what I need to deliver the music that I'm doing in my classroom. And it's sort of like, well. Let's put it in a book. It's easier to contain it. But then somebody else says, oh, well, gee, I want to do that too. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's been probably five or six years in the development um, stages. And it's finally just getting into a book. And I put it in a book and put it in front of my students and and said, okay, this is the first run of this. If you see any mistakes, let me know. And so they've they've said, oh, this this is wrong and whatever. So they're, they're great editors as well. 
and so much love here. <laughs> okay, so I have another question from one of our teachers on the Facebook forums. So, um, uh, so Diana Swenson asks, I love the songs for our elementary-aged kids. Is there a way to purchase instrumentals of her songs for performances? Will that is that on your website? Is that on the Red Castle Publishing? So anything that's published in a collection has a CD with it. And okay. every, every one of those CDs have a performance track, which we've used of us or us with children mm-hmm. performing, and then there are instrumental tracks. We've we've just hauled the voices out, so if you have, you know, okay. blues, jazz, so harmonica in <laughs> singing the blues, it's there on the That's, track. I love that. Easy. So okay. the reason I hesitated is because the, the new RRMs, right. the new songs that are not in one of the publications, which is jeepers, there's... there's Probably 20, twenty or thirty yeah. of those do not have a track with them yet. Not yet. yet. So yet. they're coming. They're coming. Oh yes. So over oh, yeah. over the summer, one of my things on my list is to <laughs> at least at least create an MP3 of what I use with my students with my keyboard, a sequenced. Oh my gosh, uh, that accompaniment, would be golden. Which which is you know it's one step above just piano and and mm-hmm. one step below or two steps below live musicians mm-hmm. um, and it, it wouldn't be my preference if we were putting out a, a, a recording right. but I know but for in the studio for in the studio or for somebody that you know you, you well, don't want to have your hands on the keyboard all the time now you both were nominated for Juno that's true dinosaurs dragons and me how exciting was that oh that was just Beyond, beyond. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Did you go to the... We did. Yes. We went and we walked on the red carpet. No! But, uh, yeah, Nickelback but no, was there too. Nickelback <laughs> was there. <laughs> they had this... It was cordoned off and there was this sort of, you know... And they were on one side of this golden cord and we were on the other side and the people are all screaming and whatever. And of course, nobody knows. We thought it was us, but, yeah, no, but it was it Nickelback. It really wasn't. Anyway, so so when we're walking on the red carpet, then we, we just sort of wandered along and said, okay, well, here we are. And we knew we were there. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Saskatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Saskatoon, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Although, I don't know, I'd, I'd scream for you rather than Nickelback. <laughs> well, it, it's tough because a lot of our demographic are mm. under the age of 12 if they've yeah. seen us perform live performances. And the rest of them are music teachers slogging away in studios somewhere in the world. And, and it's not radio play. And no, it's true. It's, it's, it's not true. the same kind of... Form. Right. This isn't. No, we know right. Yeah. So Shannon Coates, uh, <laughs> who just finished adjudicating, uh, I think she was in the York Fest, North York Festival. I can't remember, but she said, um, she just wants to know why you are so awesome. That's what she put. <laughs> <laughs> why is she so awesome? So, and I asked her. I asked her. So, how many times did you hear Donna's songs at <laughs> festivals? Oh my goodness. And she's like, a lot of times lol (laughs) and she did say and every time i hear one of her songs i try to point out publicly that donna is canadian and i encourage them to look up her other music as well oh how lovely thank you shannon she's uh she's uh tooting your horn there excellent so i uh, like to bring up the fact that i'm not european i'm not a man and i'm not dead well, you know, like, you know, there's something. Yes, for that. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, of course, you're writing for kids, right? Yes. You're writing for kids. And it's so apparent in your music. Now, oh, I have. a OK, so Angela Burns Crowley has a very specific question. OK. OK, so she says, yes, 
Does she have a preference for the type of mix used by students when singing her jazzy rep? So she's talking about how they use their voices. So we're getting into the whole head, head voice, head voice, chest voice. voice. Do you know what? Um, I struggle constantly, constantly with the ranges of where I'm going to place mm. a song. There are some songs that, you know, if if you talk to some purists, no child under the age of ten should be singing below middle C. Right. And then you've got people that saying no, they should develop the chest voice. The the voice teacher is the expert with the student they've got. They mm. know what to do with that student. They know what that student can handle. They know what is not good for that student. And if if they shouldn't be singing down in that chest voice, then they should pick accordingly. And like I will leave that to the experts. Um, in in my classroom music, you've always got somebody that has a lower voice that can sing, and 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 so it's it's much more group. Oriented, mm -hmm. and right. so you've always got someone that can sing in the range, right? And so, so I don't zero in on that particularly. Wow! But Your audience should be aware that Donna is very accessible. So, if there is a piece that needs to be rekeyed, mm. transposed, transposed something into a you know a different place for the student, we just did one just the other day. Now, making the piano accompaniment to fit that. Sometimes, Sometimes it requires a little, a little well, bit of yeah, work. Yeah, you have to rearrange. But Donna's very bit. accessible, so oh, you know, people should yeah. contact her. Well, and I, I think there should be an advantage to using the mo music of a composer who's still alive, because if if they have questions or they need access, then I mean, mm -hmm. I'm there. I'm on the other end of a an email. That's uh, I love know. that you're accessible. Yeah. So I'm going to put all your information. You're yeah. going to be inundated with yeah. endless questions, that's which fine. I think is awesome. Yeah, that's um, well, I want to just um, read what she had to say as well, because she brought up some stuff. So um, I think of us, uh, she, uh, so this is Angela Burns Crowley. She says, I think many of us lean on the pieces as a gateway into RCM for more pop comfortable students, or even the other way, a jazzy song for a student who wants to sing melodic folk songs. So she asks, which quality does she prefer? If any, I can guess at her answer, but I would love to see what she says. Well, Angela, she says it's up to us because <laughs> we know we have the student in front of us. That's, uh, and I think that's yeah. a great way to approach it. Yeah. And I agree with Angela here. Like one of the things that I've loved about your music and love that it's in the, in the syllabus is, uh, yes, for students that are coming to our teaching studios, we want to encourage them to sing all sorts of music, but they are heavily, you know, connected to the pop oh. and right, which is, which it is what it is, right? We can't, we can't take that away from them because that might be what have, would, yeah. has brought them to our studios in the first place. But I agree with Angela. Your music is a wonderful gateway because it still has that contemporary flair to it, but you still have beautiful, beautiful singing lines and lots of wonderful teaching moments for the teacher. Mm. Um, and I've certainly used it both ways. So getting my pop students in and then also my students that have been singing more classical music. Well, why don't we try this one? So yeah. good question, Angela. Thank you for asking that. And a lot of the time, um, my personal philosophy with children and music is they are far more sophisticated listeners mm. than they are performers themselves. Mm. But they want to sing what they're hearing on the radio. Of they course. want to sing that. And if if I can provide them something that is, first of all, lyrically appropriate right. in a style that they feel is like, hey, this is me being a pop star, mm. 
I would much rather provide that for them than have them singing the stuff that's on on the radio that they're hearing that they want to emulate. Yes. That I mean, you're putting this stuff in your head over and over and over and over again, and the messages that they're singing are, are quite awful a Re- lot of the oh, time. Age-appropriate repertoire is a challenge yeah. that every voice teacher, we all have to deal yeah. with. And the, the jazz things, I mean, like, I talk to my students about the fact, okay, in this it's it's jazz and you want to do that slide. It's part of mm. the style. Yeah. Now the next song we're singing, this is not a jazz piece and I don't want you to scoop to those notes. Right. That drives me nuts. Like, uh, yes. Please stop doing that. <laughs> and sometimes if you've got a piece that's, that's totally new, they haven't got that preconceived yes. sound in their head. Right. Um, and so they don't do that. I'm trying to teach my choir at school somewhere over the rainbow well you know mm, what they're doing there's the all these scoopy scoops. yeah there's, yeah yeah it's <laughs> like no 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 there are two notes here and you're going from this note to this note we are not sliding there and, <laughs> and but it's like and sometimes when you're pulling things from the stuff they're listening to they hear it over and over and over again they're going to imitate yeah that. so yeah so, yeah we, we were talking talking about like what from what do i draw inspiration for the music that i write and i said well i've taken Royal Conservatory piano lessons since the age of five. Mm. I'm a classically trained violinist. Mm-hmm. I went through university and took a bachelor of music education, so I've got all that education sort of stuff stuck in there. I played in the Nova Scotia Youth Orchestra for 10 years, so wow. I have all of that orchestral repertoire. I love Rachmaninoff. I mm. love Bartok, Bach, Barbara Streisand, the Pentatonics, Home Free, <laughs> Harmony Singing. I sang in a church choir. I was a church organist mm-hmm. um, and sang Harmony with my family. And I've listened to fiddle music. It's all in there. It's all in there. It's all in there. Mm. You put the, all of that in, you shake it all around, you mix it all up. <laughs> and, and, that's, and, and that's your music. That's how it comes out. So I, I like to think that my music is three-dimensional. In, mm-hmm. in, and I like and I, ni- I like nice melodies. I, yeah. well, you're not going to get those jumpy things. And they stick in your head. I have people come and say, oh my gosh, well, my kids are singing such and such, and now I can't get that tune out of my head. Yep. And that's that's a characteristic. That's how it happens. But um, So I like the beautiful melodies, um, but underneath it, you've got depth of harmony. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it that's one of the things I think that make it interesting to sing because it's music for children, but it's not kitty music just passing by just passing by I'm on my way on my way to forever I'll say goodbye though I may hate to see this and just passing So sometimes in a teaching studio, you have to sell the songs, mm-hmm. right? You know, we're going to learn this song because it's good for you and it's an awesome song and you're going to sound great singing it, right? And you're kind of pulling them along. I don't have to do that with your songs. I go, this is a hilarious song about a cat that ate the mouse. And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> and they dive right in. <laughs> and it's and it's always been like that. And, and I think that's one of the things I truly love. And I know that a lot of my other colleagues are really enjoying. That's um, now, you, both you and Andy, uh, so... Uh, how how often are you touring? Like, do you do this every year? Are you are you on the road? Every? To. Yeah, we we perform seventy five to one hundred shows a year. Wow! In elementary schools and some festivals in the summer, and yeah, we get around. 
So I'm, <laughs> I'm an elementary school music specialist, um, but I have a job share. Oh, okay. That was my next yeah, question. Yeah. How, like, how, how did come, you get why aren't out of you in school? school? It's uh, yeah, <laughs> ten o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so I have a job share arrangement. So I teach sixty percent, and my job share partner teaches forty percent. Wow! And um, at the beginning of the year, we map out. Okay, when these are the go. days I'm going to be gone and whatever. Ordinarily, in my board, um, they do like three days in, two days out, right? Whatever. But because I am me and I need it need differently, to tour. Than, then that has worked. That's and so then amazing. When I retire at the end of a year from June, then <gasps> we can go whenever we want. Oh to. my goodness, you are retiring. I am. Oh, After that'll be thirty thirty-three years in the classroom. That's lots. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And then you're going to do extensive touring, like across well, Canada, well, U.S we'll go where we need to and want to, but we have writing to do and, mm. and, and online presence to create. And mm. I've got songs and songs and songs. A lot more adjudicating as yeah, well. I'd like to there's, do adjudicating as yeah, there's that yeah. a lot more workshops. Yeah. So your workshops that you have available, you have a, you have a laundry list of workshops that you do. Can you just give a, everybody like a little sample of oh. some of the, some so of the, some of the things have? that we've done? I, I have worked with choirs doing actual hands-on workshops with choirs. I work with teachers and model how to teach rhythm mm. to grade twos or um, how to teach composition, like do recorder, um, how to use our resources in music classroom, how to use the resources as a regular classroom teacher. In Ontario, you've got a lot of music programs that are delivered by the regular classroom teacher, not mm -hmm. a specialist. And yes. it's sort of like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Yes. So that kind of thing. Um, I've done composition workshops. Um, is that all of them? Wow. Recorder. Did I say recorder? Oh, yeah. recorder. Yeah. Recorder. That's going to come more. Yeah. Um, if, if, for teachers that have students that are interested in composing and writing songs, what what little what little inspiration would you would you leave for them, or would you tell the kids start doing it, just do it, just, just jump in, do it, just do it. Um, it and there's there's a couple of different focuses. It depends on whether you want to write lyrics, mm -hmm. or if you want to write music, or if you want to write both. Um, be observant mm. in the world. Notice things and and write what you know. Start right. with what you know. Mm -hmm. um, and as as a young player, I mean, I would fool around on the piano when I would write piano songs. And then as I got older, I mean, there's you know there's the ubiquitous. Oh, I'm in love with this boy, and it's going to be forever. And <laughs> I have no idea where that song is or the boy either one. But you know, you, you write some of those. And yep. I wrote lots of poetry in really? in high school. Um, and and. I like to actually write. I mm. am a, a handwriting writer, right? Um, so you're very visual. Like I'm very visual. Like like when Andy when Andy writes, he he'll hum a tune, and and I try to write down what he's humming. And oftentimes I get an idea, and I have to actually physically write. And as soon as I sing it out loud, I lose my train of thought. So I'm better off to write wow, as much as okay. I can. However, some pieces start with the. The music. I need a home for my dinosaur. I was yes. just sitting at the uh, literally. Um, I was telling Andy this yesterday. Um, it was one of the first years I was ever teaching. I walked through the school library as a shortcut to get to my room, and there was a book on the on the 
stand there and it says, I need a home for my dinosaur. And I thought, well, that's an interesting phrase. <laughs> and didn't think any more of it. Grade one class came. Mrs. Bickerton's grade one class came and sat down and I was so tired. And it was the end of the day and I said, and they were being noisy and I just went, do, 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 on the piano. That's the, the opening. Right, line. right. And they stopped making noise. And I'm thinking, okay, this is good. So I did it again. And then I said, sing after me. And I literally was, I was one phrase ahead of them. Wow. And by the time, I'm sort of, and it sang it on the spot. We just impro wow. like improvised it on the spot. Hence the really poor rhyming scheme in it. But um, <laughs> it's just early writing. But, um, but that's 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 one of those things. It's sort of like you, you start to play or you get an idea. Pajamas took 14 years. Yes. Really? From, 14 years? From the beginning of writing Grandma's Pajamas to recording it was 14 years. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't get out of the and loop. And Andy, <laughs> when, you're, when you're thinking of music, composing music, it's, you're, it's all in your head. You hear yep. a whole song. And it's usually spur of the moment. Well, no, not whole songs. It's, it's, uh, it's usually a, a lick. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a lick. He uses the, the hooks. And the, the, yeah, I have. Oh. And boom, there it is. Yeah. And if it doesn't get put down... It's and then, then you give it to Donna to I write it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So what I'll grab my team. phone and I'll, I'll record on the phone yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, you told me you were, while you were writing the squirrel song yeah. on the way here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, will, we missed our exit. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I burned the supper I the and I yeah. miss, you know, yeah. you know, there's stuff. Composers well, there's, are, a, there's a great song that most people don't know because it's not really in print and that's There Are Eggs Exploding in the Kitchen. Donna's cooking song. It's <laughs> and it's unfortunately true. <laughs> so when you re, so you're retiring, you're gonna come. Are you gonna come back to Ontario soon? Yes, in the yeah, fall we think maybe sooner than we had anticipated. Yeah, because everybody loves you, right? Yeah, well, they're <laughs> pretty much. They're <laughs> well, there was that one guy on the four hundred one this morning. He was yeah, very happy. Like no, no, nobody on the four hundred one likes but. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> now I know, in Andy, you were out in Ontario for a while, but. Coming from Nova Scotia, is oh, it? I just cover my eyes and he drives. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find it a little overwhelming. I mean, I'm from open space and mm -hmm. oceans and things, but yeah, it gets a little as you but get. You got to go where the people are. Yeah, for some of the stuff that you do, and that's just the way it is. I as long as I don't have to drive. <laughs> so you have a growing fan base of private teachers who are just that's loving your music. So thank wonderful. you, thank you, thank you. I'm really looking forward to your new website that's coming up. Mm -hmm. And w what we'll do is we'll just I'll just share everything through our newsletters and on our podcast page. Certainly. So I will put your information to the Red Castle Publishing so people can. Uh, yep. And what I love about your website too is you have you have au uh, like audio samples mm -hmm. so people can hear. The, there's so many tunes that you know that aren't in the RCM that are on there, and there's so many wonderful songs that teachers haven't discovered yet. So yeah. they can check those out on your website. So there are th three that we'd like to to direct people to that are new that they're not in any books and oh, they won't okay. be for a while. And that's so that's one of the reasons we did the single song downloads. Oh, okay. It's because we just can't keep up with getting them all put into books. But so there's a song called The Giraffe. 
Okay. Which is is a lot of fun. Um, I see a, a very young student standing on the stage in a festival singing that. And <laughs> there is the compliant giant. Ooh, okay. The and compliant there giant. is a snake tango tale, which oh. is one of a trilogy of snake songs. There's going to be a march, which is kind of out there, but... Anyway. That sounds like a lot of fun. Those anyway, sound perfect yeah. for little boys. And that's and that's we were talking about that as well. A, a lot of a lot of those really capture the imagination of of boys. It's yes. just the way it is. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's okay, right. so yeah. so there you go. I can put links directly to those so yeah. people can check those out. And uh, now, are there recordings of those songs? No, no, not yet. soon. No. Soon, the, and those those will be ones that we'll try to add, like a, a piano or an MP3 of that some sort, an accompaniment at least, and perhaps an accompaniment with the tune played. Does that help? Or no, is that sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. And that's that's the beauty of digital as well. I mean, you can have it in three different forms. It's just sitting there, and it mm-hmm. depends on whichever and what, what, what everybody wants. Yeah. That is so wonderful. Well, I'm all about facility. Thank you so much. I'm so, my heart is full. I feel so, I feel so happy. And, and again, thank you for your, for coming out here specifically. Next time you're in Ontario, you want to come back and uh, sure. share some new music and some new stories? That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Before you go, give us a road story. Something that's happened to you guys on the road. Now, okay, Are she, we there? she's smiling. Yeah. She's smiling. So okay. we, we've written a whole lot of, Oh, road road <laughs> songs um, on the four hundred one. Oh um, no! Yeah. Okay, so we have this this one, and I, it probably will never ever be sung by anybody but us. But um, yeah, it kind of goes like so. This. It just it just came out uh, while we were driving on the four hundred one. <laughs> yeah, red means stop, green means go, yellow means be careful. Red means stop, green means go. Yellow means be careful. Lay on the horn, let buddy know. Lay on the horn, let buddy know. Lay on the horn, let buddy know. You're my lane, get out the way. You're my lane, get out the way. Red means stop. Green means go. Yellow means be careful. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I think kids would love to sing that. I think they could teach it to their parents. They yeah. commute on the 401 every day. Yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh, thank you. Uh, you heard it here so first. Much. Yeah. Oh much. On Nikki Loney's podcast. This is the best day ever. Oh, Donna and Andy, thank you so, so much. And um, I do want to he- hear the squirrel song when, when, it's, finished. when it's finished. Okay. Yeah. If I can get that last line. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for You're being welcome. here. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoemusic.ca I want to put as many songs in here as we can. Sure. Because, uh, uh, well, because your songs are awesome. So, yeah. um, my son loves... Uh, I I got a sister, but I wanted a dog. My He's, sister does not like that song. What is well, that? Is that uh, about your sister? It's not really about oh, my okay. sister, but I do have sisters, so I have a wealth of things to, 
to draw upon. But um, she's my younger sister. I have two older and one younger. And, and she said, oh, that, that's not a very nice song. I said, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so 